Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. we got an interesting problem on our hands. There's times when playing by the rules will backfire. That's right, Carl. We're continuing our series this week. And last week, we talked about the literalist, the person who just does their job description. And just doesn't understand why they're not appreciated and lauded. And we had some fun figuring out what how that was backfiring on them. This week, we're talking about the silent achiever. So go ahead and tell us a little bit more about this person. Uh, the silent achiever. This is one of my favorite because this is a truly ambitious person who is contributing, who is making a difference, who is trying to get ahead, who sees a future for themselves and ways to contribute, and wants to grow in this organization. Um, if it's a more traditional or- organization, they're ready for their next promotion already. At least they've got their eye on it. Well, of course, the problem is that they're silent. That's why we're calling them the silent achiever. And this person thinks, believes, that to be the best employee possible is just to trust the system. Work hard, wait for your performance reviews. When a position opens, you'll be evaluated fairly amongst the other candidates. And because you've been putting in extra time and effort, it'll be noticed and you will be promoted. Well, it's almost like this person has a conception of jobs maybe that were, this might have been true 50 years ago. Exactly, where people did kind of move from position to position. And even in that environment, you know, promotions are not always granted on a truly fair basis. A merit basis. On a merit basis. And sometimes it's not even the problem situations you have to worry about. And this is where we want to talk to these silent achievers and give them some new options so that they're not frustrated when they keep getting passed over for promotions. Sometimes they're just amongst more talkative employees, more uh, involved employees. And so when the supervisor is evaluating or looking for someone to fill a role, these other people come to their mind first. And you are not coming to their mind because you, in fact, have been silent. So you're gambling on being overlooked. You're weighting the odds against you by being silent and quiet and and viewing that positively. That's where a lot of the frustration comes in because you think, my goodness, I have done everything I'm supposed to do. I haven't, you know, been out of line. I've gone above and beyond and no one notices and I keep getting passed over. What is a course of action for the person who kind of is trying to trust the system, but wants to get ahead. Well, we're going back to our basic precept is you got to accept responsibility for how you show up and how you are perceived by others. And so we don't want to trust the system blindly like that. We want to be aware of what the system is. We want to be aware of how it works so that we are working within that. We affirm that what the person's doing. But you have to take control of that your desires, your plans, and your ambitions are known by the people who need to know about it. So you need to take the initiative and find ways for them to know who you are, what you're doing, and what you want in the future. Who you are, what you're doing, and what you want. Now the problem for the silent achiever is they really believe it's a virtue to be quiet, to just do their things. That other person seems to self-focused, more interested in their own career than the welfare of the organization. So this feels like self-aggrandizement. This feels to the silent achiever like some kind of self-selling. You know, 
might even feel dirty, like prostituting oneself. You know, you've got to get in their face. And, and a lot of those images block them and they feel, well, I'm not that type of person. I'm not going to brag about myself. Well, we often talk about that in our series about being who you are, but not necessarily playing into someone else's game, but sort of being authentic to yourself. So mm-hmm. what are ways that someone who kind of resists against being that kind of person, the kind of the self-promoting person, can be self-promoting and still be authentic to their personality? The best way is to be conversational, to be relational. In the ordinary course of working together, that as you talk about things, one of the topics is yourself. Not shifting the subject to your career ambitions, if you're interested in something, say, I love that sort of thing, or I've always wanted to try such and such a responsibility. And over time, gradually over time, by being in relationship with people and being comfortable chatting across a spectrum of topics, anywhere from what you saw at the movies last night, to sports scores, to some problem going on in a current project at work, this rapport can translate into opportunities to bring up things that you're interested in when those things happen and it not feeling like it's coming from nowhere. Let's compare it with the opposite person who is quiet and is doing their job all year and the promotion's coming up and you haven't been in conversation with these key people making the decision all year long, casual conversation, relational topics. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, imagine what it might seem like to them but the first time you talk to them, it's this big, gigantic request. It would be a surprise. It would, feel, it would feel out of place. And that's what you're concerned about. So your concern is, is well-grounded, but it doesn't need to be that way. Well, I can imagine that this is difficult for the average person. So what else, Carl? What else can they do? Okay, so besides just developing casual relationship, grab onto something that does take place regularly in your company where you are talking about work. The most common, of course, is the annual performance evaluation. Companies have it in the structure to sit down with your supervisor and talk about your work performance. But here what you can do is instead of sitting there passively and hearing how you're evaluating, evalu- being evaluated, all in the passive tense, you can take it as an opportunity to set a goal for yourself for the next year with your supervisor. Like how about if over this next year I work on such and such a project and take the lead in it? And then we look at that at the end of the year. Or about if I expand my group so that I'm supervising three people instead of one. And we look at, you know, we can measure that on how that group does at the end of the year. That you're using that annual get-together as an opportunity to take the initiative, waiting someone to invite you into leadership, waiting for someone to invite you into an expanded area of interest. You're initiating it as part of your own growth. And then you're actually giving your supervisor an opportunity to support you in that. So instead of them being a permission giver, they are an enabler. And I think you will find that they're much more conducive to that role. That's attractive and you're more likely to go forward with some version of your idea than the permission giving type thing, can I? To which a lot of supervisors and attend toward being conservative and cautious and saying no. Well, I have 
actually an example of this kind of working at South Valley. A friend of mine, I would call as a silent achiever, took a job at a company where she kind of took an entry-level job, even though she's much more qualified to do other things, but because she wanted to break into a certain field and wanted that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So she has started off as a proofreader for a company that does, you know, a printing company. One of the copy editors left, and she's always had an interest okay. in copy editing. She wanted someone to just promote her or give her a chance, but, you know, decided, well, this hasn't, this hasn't happened in the four years I've been here. I need to do something mm. about it, finally, to a level of frustration. So she says to her boss, you know, try me out. Just try me out for two weeks in the copy editing. I know the clients, everything. Just try me out. And if it doesn't work out, you don't need to hire me, but try me out. The boss was a little resistant to it, Mm -hmm. but decided to to try her out. So after two weeks, you know, and she took on some of the work, he decided that she wasn't the right person for the job and hired someone else. It was very disappointing to her, but she said, well, at least I give it a chance. Yeah. And maybe this isn't the place for me if I really want to do this. And lo and behold, the other person didn't work out, and she's finally been promoted to this copy editor. Ah, that's a great example, because what's actually wonderful about your example is the initial initiative didn't work out all nice and tidy and fairy tale like because that's not real, and that's not what we're about in, in these podcast conversations. They gave her the opportunity. They did not choose her, but because she was known, because she had taken the initiative before, when the other candidate didn't work out, they did turn to her. So there's an unexpected way that her initiative did work in her favor, well, not initially as anticipated. Well, I can imagine Next. if she was dealing, too, with a boss who was just hesitant, who sometimes bosses play that by the rules, too, yeah. <laughs> uh, in a way that backfires for them because mm-hmm. they're rigid in how they view their employees. And we've talked a lot about that, about how sometimes you just see job descriptions and not people. And in the end, you know, she did know the clients. She might have needed a little more polishing in the writing aspect, but it was a better fit. Excellent. So what we want to be is we want to be conversational, initiating achievers, not silent achievers, and kind of test your assumptions about whether that's really being the better team player to trust the system so passively and so quietly. You don't need to be the obnoxious self-promoter to participate and take the initiative and make sure that everyone is aware of who you are and where you'd like to go. I think we are people that want our achievements to speak for themselves and to kind of get us to the next level and higher up. But that's not the way the world is, I guess, is the the hard fact about our podcast. No, I've been walking down streets saying, no autographs, no autographs, please, for years. And still, it doesn't make any difference. (laughs) There really are no autographs. (laughs) Well, join us next week where we'll be talking about the peacekeeper. And I'm interested about the peacekeeper because I have met a couple of peacekeepers along my way, and I didn't feel like keeping the peace with them. So uh, join us uh, on the web at boldenterprises.com. If you have any questions, comments, or would just like to chat about our topics, we'll be blogging about that this week. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.